Welcome to the Attentive Idiots, where facts don't matter, but wrestling is very important. I am your host, Fran. I'm being joined by a very special guest today, the King of New York, Jarrell. <laughs> oh, you want to call me Jarrell? Address me properly. I am the King of New York, E.C. Negro, the pro wrestling magic, world heavyweight champion, and the top professional wrestler in the New York indie scene today. Oh man, I apologize. I was I was not I was not prepared. That's quite okay. I apologize, Your Highness. I a peasant <laughs> like myself doesn't know any better. Yeah, let me just let me just chime in behind that. Yeah, and I'm also being joined by Gio. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, He's a regular yeah. here, so you know, whatever. Gio's definitely a peasant. He got a fucking Mets hat on, and when you got a Mets hat on, <laughs> yes. you know that you're a loser. Yeah, I, got a, I got a Mets hat on, and I'm in the bro. <laughs> Facts. So. Facts. So he's in he's in enemy territory right Believe now. Believe you me, I sprint home <laughs> when I'm outside. Hey, he can't walk outside in uh, no, in polite company. In, not in the Bronx. No. Nah, nah, nah. No. So we did, we have. A, I'm so excited about this. I'm so glad that you're in the podcast. This is the first. Been, this is the first. Yeah, this is the first. You are popping our wrestling interview cherry. Yeah, that's good. Consider it popped. I'm 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 glad to have you here because you are a man that has been on an amazing journey. You've and, and this is a journey that many people want to be on. This is the role that many people want to be on. People, so many people want to be in your shoes. Do you know that? They will kill. I'm, I'm aware of it, but I don't think they're aware of uh, like the hard work and dedication that comes along with getting to even the point that I'm at right now. And I'm not satisfied uh, with where I'm at as far as my wrestling journey goes because my ultimate goal is to be in NXT and the WWE. Yeah. Or under a Ring of Honor contract or an Impact contract, like I, I, I feel like I deserve to be there and I want to be there. But it's been an amazing journey. But it's it's also been a very rough journey. At the same time, there's good and bad that comes with uh, every aspect of life, you know, including of course, wrestling. Of course. And it will be unrealistic to say that you've gotten here without you know hard work. That it has been luck. I mean, I think we were talking we were talking about this before recording that you felt like you were in the right place at the right time. I really do feel like it is all about your attitude, your perseverance. You're a man that wants to get to the top and has a vision. And that is what's pushing you forward. Yeah, most definitely. But my journey, how it started, was complete luck. Um, I, like many other people, uh, used to backyard wrestle. Um, yeah? Yeah, most definitely. I, I, there's To me, there's nothing wrong with it. It's you showing... Your love and passion for professional wrestling—it's just course. a different outlet. For At least you're not out there smoking crack, right? Right, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a way better output. Yes, no, uh, definitely. Like I saw a stupid example. Like uh, I saw a, a stupid video of a girl that was tattooing herself, and you have to bring in Kat Von D. And like, hey, when I was your age, my outlet was drawing. She was like, oh yeah, that's better. And like, yeah, there's better outlets, especially when you have such a big. Yeah, and, for something right, and it was um, it was prevalent in my life from when I was born. My mom said that one of my first words was Rocky Johnson, who was really? Rock's dad. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a long it was a long time ago. I grew up in you know in the early eighties, man, and uh, the wrestling's always been around. But I got lucky uh, backyarding and connecting with people who took backyarding to the next level they rented out a school called the doghouse and the doghouse is a very synonymous school with new york and the history of wrestling in new york um that's because the guy who trained me his name is homicide 
Um, he comes from there and Shout he trained Thomas a lot of. Yeah, that's my main man right there, bro. I, I love Shout him. Shout out to Homicide for yeah, New York. On, on the, the map, map again. Right. Like, the, at least, I, I guess I would say the indies, but just straight wrestling. He has like, inspired a lot kick of at, Like, ECW, you know, what happens to ECW, happens to ECW, but then Homicide really brought up that indie scene. Well, what's in, funny uh, about Homicide is that right before ECW closed, he was in the locker rooms. Like, he was going to be one of the next guys that oh, was yeah? brought in. Yeah, man. So, so, it's crazy. Was he disappointed that it went the way it did? Of course. I mean, come on, man. Everybody, at some point in time, when you're a wrestling fan, um, fell in love with ECW because it was completely different from what you were getting on TV. Um, with WWF and WCW at the time. It was a completely alternative choice. And a lot of the hardcore wrestling fans fell in love with it because it was different and it was very realistic. So, yeah, I, I'm sure he was extremely disappointed when it, that didn't work out, you know? And what's funny for me is that the day that ECW invaded uh, Monday Night Raw, which was at the Hammerstein Ballroom, I was there. Yeah. And I sat first row. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you've so, been a part of history the whole time. Right. So I remember being uh, on the line and all of a sudden out of left field, Paul Heyman. And I'm talking about the whole roster. Like these cats rolled in real deep. Taz, Sabu, the Dudleys, Dreamer, Sandman. Yeah, they walked in together because they were a family and they felt like they were going against the world. And that was kind of what made it so cool it was it was real people believed it you know and that's what wrestling's all about you always get uh more of a reaction and more of a connection when the people are actually believing what they're seeing in comparison to being like oh this is bs you know that really like it's still real to me damn it yeah man it's still real to me very real to me you should get that (laughs) how do you feel about dirt sheets I like. Are you okay with them? Because even I, back in the day, they were. I think there, there were actually there were a few like radio stations that if you knew what you were listening to, it would be people from the inside. Right. So, in my opinion, they they help and hurt the business. They help the business in the sense of they're promoting the business. Right. But the problem is, is that there's ulterior motives in in how they promote the business. You know, they're promoting. The negative stuff about the business. Oh, this guy did this. You know, they, they want to speak about the controversial stuff. If they focused more on putting the wrestlers over and just putting the product over instead of having to be that person that's critical and like trying to chastise things, wrestling would be in a much better place. And to me, when I was growing up in the early 90s, like when I was in my teens, I liked not knowing what was happening. Actually, on that note, how do you feel about where wrestling is now? Because where we were growing up, wrestling was a surprise. Every day was something mm. you would want to see where the story is going. You right. Know, you were very invested. But now with this new era where information is constantly traveling, you're constantly being flooded. In a heartbeat, people yeah. know in California what you're doing in New York, no pun intended exactly. you know, with the name. But... Um, like I said, there's advantages to it as far as like when you're trying to get booked by another company, people are able to see your footage relatively quickly. It's also, uh, a di- there's a lot of disadvantages to it as well, and people don't realize it. Um, but there are a lot of disadvantages to it. Like to me, wrestling is oversaturated right now. 
the lack of work and the greenness starts coming out of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the term green horn, that's the perfect example. Like when I wrestle guys and they botch, I tell them don't go back. It makes wrestling it look going. so fake. Keep right. Going. Yeah, keep yeah. It going. You gotta <laughs> keep going, going, dude. Like We'll, I'm a vet. We'll, we'll get through <laughs> it. I love it when it's, a, when it's a huge spot, too. Like, they do, like, a double moonsault, and he only does, like, a one and a half. Yo. And he goes, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> it makes it look like the fans are, like, seeing, okay, this is mem- memorized, yeah, and yeah. there's no natural flow to this. Mm-hmm. And why are these guys attempting that again? Like, yeah. for me, you know what I fucking hate? I don't know if we're recording, but you know what I fucking hate? When guys stick their arms out, like, throw me into the ropes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I yeah. hate. Bro, I blast niggas when they do that shit, bro. Like, I will. Slap it off his ass. I love it. <laughs> Take that hand away from yeah, me. Yeah, man. I, the, I want the, the, the whole concept of that move is that I'm taking you and I'm throwing you. Right. Like, Not I'm you're being, giving me your yeah. hand. It kind of breaks the fourth wall. Like, come on, bro. Right. Like, I'm supposed to. Like, I'm. I'm gonna need you now. Like, like why would it? it the logic. To me, to me, in wrestling, calling a match. There, the logic is: if I was to stop you and ask you, why did you just do that? And either one, you should answer. Like, why did he? Why did he just give your hand to the king? And you're gonna be like, well, he was gonna give me Irish right well, Why do you know that? Right. <laughs> like, right. Why do you know that? Like, why do you? <laughs> when you come to Daros, right? And we get in the ring together because we will get in the ring together. And you guys will. I, my focus right now has been just hitting weights. As you can see, I'm trying to just get yeah, as big as Every time I see you, you're bigger. Like right, because I'm trying. Like yeah. I'm really trying to get picked up right now. So one of the first things I train people about is to keep that left hand. Do you understand what that I'm makes saying? Sense. Well, see that that comes from having that knowledge. Right. Well, being Somebody trained by the right yeah, people yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and 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 but that's. There's a difference. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you you could tell there's levels to this shit, right? Like, the, the song, th- yeah. that really means that really means something. There's levels to wrestling, too, man. Yeah. And I consider myself to be, like, close to, like, that Jedi level. Oh, like, that's, yeah, dude. I, <laughs> like, tag team wrestling, I'm a master of it. I, I believe that in my heart. And a lot of pe- and, like, my matches, they all possess psychology. Mm. Everything that happens makes sense. And everything that's done gets a reaction and I don't have to do a 450 to draw heat right or to get a reaction I go yeah at the right time yeah and get booed twice as much as the person who has no charisma yeah and is just fucking doing moves and doesn't know where to place the moves right your your 450 or your reverse Rana doesn't mean shit if you you don't know when to do it yeah. And and you're getting the guys getting up right afterwards sure. like nothing happened, bro. Don't get me mad, bro. I'm gonna get I, so I feel that's happening now in wrestling. That's 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 what's going on now. Like, well, it's a new generation yeah, of wrestling. It's definitely a new generation. Yeah, and it's the, it's the generation of we're gonna do things to show athleticism, which is great, but when there's no psychology to it, let's say wrestler A and wrestler B are wrestling on a show right before me. Right. And they're just doing moves to do moves. Now, when I body slam somebody, are they going to believe that? Because this guy just got Frankensteinered to the floor and yeah. got back up 40 seconds later and threw a drop kick at the guy. Yeah, <laughs> Canadian like, destroyer. Right. No cell. Yeah. Into a, into a, a strong style brain buster. Yeah. Right. No cell. <laughs> super kick. Dive. 
where did we leave off? Are you guys been recording? I've been Dirt recording the whole time. Oh shit. Okay. So hot. So let's. I know you're recording that, so I don't yeah. know. I, that might get me a little bit of heat. So we'll see. But go on. Yeah. No, 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 so so let's just jump into that. So you saw the you saw the tweets. Rip Rogers, Rip Rogers starting it off. I agree with Randy Orton, bro. Like I, I'm gonna no, be no, honest. Can we start from the beginning. I really didn't understand that whole beef. I don't know who started it. If it was it's Randy not. It's, or it, listen, it's not a beef. It's a concept of how wrestling is supposed to be mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. right? Wrestling, in my opinion. And in the opinions of a lot of veterans and mm-hmm. or guys that have either been second generation or third mm-hmm. generation superstars were trained that everything is supposed to lead to something else. Right. And things are supposed to make sense. And less is more. You hear that all the time. Less is more. What I got from it. See, there's two arguments, right? Art is art no matter what. You see art. That, that picture that's right there. That is art. You might not think that's art, though. It's subjective. Right. You might think that that's... I need that for my living room. I'm yeah. paying $10,000 for that yeah. picture. You might pay $6 for that picture. Of course. Right? Mm-hmm. But there is a formula that no matter what should be followed. Mm-hmm. And the formula is... Let, let everything make sense, man. Tell a story. Yeah. And if they did these things and placed these... Specific things in the right place. Like I, I think the young bucks are great, right? I love when they th- the super kick has become their thing, right? But they also know when to do it in the right place. That's very important, right? So I don't have a problem with that. Do, but do I have a problem with with seven guys doing diamond cutters in a row and all of them getting up? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, he got a, he garnered a reaction, mm-hmm. but look. People forgot about it already. Now they're mad that he lost to Jinder Mahal, right? Mm-hmm. Just like that. Mm-hmm. People forgot about those mm-hmm. tweets. And now they're being... Because yeah. because wrestling is an emotional sport where you're emotionally invested yeah. in what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to get good reactions and bad reactions. But to get back to that specific topic, am I for that or am I against that tweet? I am completely for it because I consider myself to be... An old school wrestler who respects the crowd. I mean, I feel like wrestling fans come to the show to feel like they're a part yeah. of the show. Of course, and they are a big part of it. They're they're they're, 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 they're the part. Well, <laughs> I well, well, no, you could bring a, a thousand fans to a show and have no wrestlers too. And so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like the wrestlers are the main part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. The 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 fans we need. We wanna, right, we need you guys. They are the, but we sometimes you would see like a wrestling city versus Chicago, Chicago, for example, or New York City, city for example, the, Brooklyn. The type of reactions you get in these cities, you won't get anywhere else because the crowd knows, they have knowledge, and they can push you, the show forward. You know I'm going to agree with you and disagree with you, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, brother. I'm going to agree with you because I think if you're over, you could get it anywhere, and that's my whole point. I agree. Mm-hmm. You could throw me in Tennessee right now. Like, I'm so confident in my ability and what I've been doing in the heel heat that I've been generating. This, like, this King of New York EC Negro buzz that's been getting created over the last, like, six to eight months. Like, I'm going on, like, a really, like, my run is just starting. I'm, like, really picking up momentum that momentum and, yeah. and that steam. And it's because of me being able to get the most out of every crowd, no matter where I was. The, the, my job is to get the baby face over. So by the time 
the baby face steps out of the curtain. Like, I, I make it a point for me to always come out first, no matter what, whether I'm the champion or the challenger. I walk out first because my job is to make his job easy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could be Joe Sh- mm-hmm. from from fucking Garajo land. Yeah. Joe Schmo, right? <laughs> Flaming tights. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, with, the, with, with, you know, whatever. Wearing whatever. But if I did my job, he's the most popular guy in the show when he comes out. And, and that's what it's about. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where you're thrown. But those, but also those Chicago crowds, those Brooklyn crowds, those hardcore crowds. Oh man, you want to work in front of them, of and course. you want to give yeah. them extra. That that Pete Dunn uh, Tyler Bates match from from NXT. Takeover. Yeah, amazing. That that gave me wrestling wood, and I like <laughs> because they told a story. Their match had psychology, and everything led. To the next big part, the teasing of the moves, showing that the moves were going to happen, but they didn't happen, and and getting the crowd emotionally invested. These guys have never been on WWE TV, mm-hmm. and they were the most over. Why? They could get that reaction because they it made sense, yeah, yeah, they they right, bro? Come on, man. And that's what yeah. wrestling's about, and that's what people are are, are really truly missing. Jinder Mahal is probably one of the best things that happened to wrestling in the last few I'm years. I'm happy about it. Changes. And people don't understand why. Because heels are meant to be hated. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're in that era where, like, everybody wants to be that cool bad guy. Yep. I do not. I want you Hell to hate no. me, okay, bro. Okay, okay. So, my dream, my dream as a wrestler is to be, to walk into Madison Square Garden. Hometown, Madison Square Garden. And just be booed. <laughs> Fucking clean. I'm not talking uh, Roman Reign booed. Yeah. I'm not talking boo. And it's like, what is that noise? I'm talking boo. I'm talking like goosebump booze. Like, I don't want a fucking title. Not yet. I don't want to. I just want to walk into my own hometown. Let it be known. This is my yeah. hometown. And people will just hate me. Yeah. I'm talking like Vicky Guerrero heat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'll fucking. I respect you. that. Yeah. I respect Guerrero. that a lot, bro. I will. I it just, it's just. I appreciate wrestling so much. That you he, you have to be booed. I don't want to be a cool Dean Ambrose, Tweeny, Roman, yeah. this is my yard. Boo! Because you beat Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah. But yeah, because well, that, that's up to you. Cool. That's up no, to exactly, you, though. Exactly. But exactly. that's up to you from when you debut. That's not How up you want to you carry yourself. I don't give a rat's ass what script they give you. Yeah. Right? It's up to you to project what you want to project. What you do in the ring. Dude, I do not get cheered. Yeah. <laughs> Like, at all. Like, I'm hated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know what it is to, to be. It. You have to own yeah, that. Yeah, bro. Like, this is my hate. I, 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 you, I don't know if you guys will. You you follow me, obviously, on Facebook. But I have the Jarrell Facebook. And then I have the EC Negro Facebook. Yeah. And I stay yeah. in character. That EC Negro uh, Twitter is wild slanderous. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Because you have to push the envelope. No. it was coming from you? Dude. Because I, I, I thought that would be from the from the because I feel Twitter because I see Twitter sometimes I see you people got, on Twitter they just go off on some of these superstars I go to some of these WWE superstars pages and I see a lot of here like yo um, well that's people trying to get over and, yeah. and people over, and, and also trying to give their opinions but I I utilize social media to my advantage in the sense of I want people to know that I don't like them nice. but. You know, you've known me for how many years now? Right. Yeah. 
so you know who I really am. <laughs> right, right. I but know you're people not are such marks. Yeah. Like even the like even a lot of the workers are such marks that they believe in the character more than. But that's how good the character yeah. is. You know what's crazy? Thank guys? you, and that's my whole point of what you know I'm what's trying crazy? to say to you, brother. They, they, uh, I was reading something. It, it relates to this. I was reading something about Mark Hall, uh, Undertaker. And they were saying like how much they respect Undertaker because of that character he was. You know, you will never get out of that character. You will never see him on in the Hall of Fame. You'll never see him in any type like of. He was the Undertaker. He was the Undertaker. So I go home. That's it. I'm on call away. And you know, like I'm not breaking characters. I'm not gonna be on camera. What so. drew me heat in the beginning of my wrestling career was the fact that I, I was in a tag team that was pretty, pretty did pretty well for themselves on the independent scene called the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. We were a pretty big time tag team for. I'd say 10 years we had a we had a really good run but what drew me heat was that I stood in character but I was also taught to be in character but that's the difference between mm-hmm. this generation of wrestling and the generation of how I was taught to mm-hmm. be in wrestling mm-hmm. yeah I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying by that but like if I was born 20 years earlier I would have been. A, I would have been adored by my my brotherhood in the wrestling community you for being in character of, and yeah. keeping kayfabe alive. Yeah. Right. You guys, uh, no, no offense, you guys aren't going to dictate to me whether or not kayfabe's alive or dead. <laughs> Who are you to tell me yeah. that kayfabe is dead? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's up to me to keep kayfabe alive or to keep it dead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I'm like, hi guys, you yeah. know what's going on? Yeah. It's me, Jarrell. No, that that that's me showing. That it's dead, mm-hmm. but no, I'm 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 the king of New York, bro. Mm-hmm. I have it tattooed on my body. Like I yeah. I believe I'm the king of New York. You are the king of New York. There's no fucking doubt about it in my mind. Like there's nothing that nobody in wrestling could do to convince me that I'm not the king. You know what I'm saying? And that's me keeping kayfabe alive. Mm-hmm. And it would be better if the average wrestling fan. Wanted kayfabe to be alive, but you can't wait to read what happens on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You have to know yeah. <laughs> why wrestling, wrestling was better when there were three pay per views a year. This is what we were talking about before about how wrestling is oversaturated. Yep. Yeah, there are better matches on Monday Night Raw than there are on pay per views, bro. Yeah. I could watch Wrestling Monday. I could watch Wrestling Tuesday. I could watch NXT on Wednesday. I could watch Impact on Thursday, Ring of Honor on Friday. So there's like this oversaturation of wrestling, which is good for the fans. Right. It is bad for the fans. Because they don't get to miss wrestling. Right. They don't don't get that three-month build of Hogan and Andre between the Royal Rumble to Mania, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I, saw, I was so happy when when WWE did the brand split. Yeah, they still going on with SmackDown and SmackDown. But at least you have some time for the build and to tell the story of of how Jinder got there. Why is he picking up two lackeys? Mm-hmm. And why? My question always in wrestling is why and how. Like, oh, Jinder's the top, and he wasn't really doing much. Why? What happened? It, it, oh, he won like he just randomly. Well, SmackDown chance? is promoted as. The land of opportunity. Yes, mm-hmm. oh, and, and to, to me, <laughs> to me, I, I, I look. I, I watched the pay per view. Uh, this is me, obviously, being Jarrell right now. But I, I watched the pay per view on Sunday, and I thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end. Like oh, I, so I, I, I thought, same one a match. This was a good ass show, bro. Yeah, it was definitely. A good and you're show. seeing guys. 
See, what I like about the brand split is that instead of there being 60 guys in the back that aren't going to get TV time, Mm -hmm. now there might be 20 or 10. Because now everybody's getting an opportunity to work. They're all getting opportunities to work on house shows where when they were a brand together, there was only select guys that were getting used for the house shows. So that means there's more money for everybody. Right, because right. no. this is the way that I look at wrestling. There's more money for everybody. There's more opportunities for everybody. There's more opportunities for yourself to get over and to be creative and to and to be yourself. The most over wrestlers in the history of wrestling were themselves, bro. Like if you put on a Hulk Hogan match and put it on mute, he wrestled like a bad guy, bro. He raked people's backs. He would freaking do the two elbows and rake people's eyes. He would choke people. And I'm talking about the, probably one of the most over, if not the most over, babyface of all time, right? Yeah. But if you watch the way he wrestled, see, because, okay, we're going to go deep right now. Yeah. To me, wrestling, there's three perspectives, right? There's the average fan's perspective. They have a certain eye. They only see a certain thing. Then there's the smart mark perspective where they think they know everything. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of aspects that they miss. And then there's the worker's perspective, the person who's been in the ring and experienced it and trained themselves for years to properly understand why and how and when. It went up. Missed that one. You know what I'm saying? So you, you you guys are thinking in the right perspective, but maybe it's not being applied in the right perspective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. If you were to, if you, and we, we should do this at some point, we could watch a match together and I'm just going to ask you guys what you see. And then I'm going to tell you what I see. And you're going to be like, what the? Because I mean, th- these are the yeah, things that I'm looking for. Right. I'm looking for, did this guy bump to the right place in the ring so that when they do the next spot or the, the next sequence, he's already in position to make it easier for the other guy? Or how this person sold that move? how the person covered the guy to make it look like the match was going to be over. Right. You know what I'm saying? No. Could I could I predict what move is coming next by just seeing the the mannerisms of the person, you know, like when you're trained in wrestling, you can see me throw my arm in a certain way and you'll know that like a clothesline's coming or you'll know that a hip toss is coming or whatever the case may be. But that eye which is a very special eye that not not even rest, some wrestlers that wrestle have. Right, it's a trained eye. It's a it's like a it's like a Wade Boggs in baseball. He yeah. he knew when to swing and he knew when not to swing. You know what I'm saying? There's certain guys with higher bat, batting averages. Yeah, that's the same thing in wrestling, bro. There's just certain guys with higher IQs. Yeah. They see things differently. Uh, and the issue is that a lot of guys that are being trained today are not being trained in that way. But that's why there were certain old school wrestlers that had that eye and they could wrestle with anybody. For example, <clears throat> in my opinion, the Big Show was one of the best wrestlers to ever step in the ring because he had that that skill to be able to put anybody over. He could be a face and he could be a heel two minutes later. And he could really... Typical Big Show. I, I, like, I like the fact that you're using him as an example because he's very underrated for what he did. I mean... You're going back a few months ago where people are chanting for him to retire. Who do you? Who the hell do you think you are 
telling that legend that it's time to let go. You yeah. know what I'm the saying? Big show. That's wrong, yeah. bro. Like that guy gave his body sure. and his life to wrestling. You know, it's, it's exactly. crazy. There's man. A lot of marks out there. He's the one training all the new guys in the back. Just what because I'm, it's not in the spotlight doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. right. I think this was, is the man making the current wrestlers. He want. I mean, hopefully they could take that knowledge to a new generation and right. implement it. That's wishful thinking. It's, it's it's funny you mentioned that the cha- the fans said it. How do you feel? And this is a stupid question. How do you feel when fans decide that they're gonna make themselves over? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty simple. You because no. you, you say Brooklyn, you say New York, you, you say Chicago. Sometimes, but they, they also, they bite the but bullet. but they also respect work, and that's the difference, right? So to me, when you'll know when a crowd is just trying to get themselves over and it's usually not a big amount of people no it's, not. it's usually it's a few fans that two assholes with some friends yeah right yeah. or two drunk guys yeah. with some friends or whatever the case may be uh they have their right to be opinionated because they're paying their hard-earned mm-hmm. money but remember i don't dictate what you want you know i, I you're, you're not you're, i mean uh, let me take that back you're not gonna dictate what i give you yeah i'm gonna give you what i'm gonna give you and you have no choice bro and that's the difference yeah. like yeah you're not gonna you're gonna chant chop them one more time and i'm gonna be like i'm doing what i want to do and you're gonna either like it or you're not gonna like it and that's it bro and and it, 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 there's room for it in the business, and there are certain crowds that are like that. Like, you know, for example, if you're booked in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, that you're going to have a crowd that's like that. And that's what you're going to cater to that night. You're gonna Your psychology is going to be to wrestle to a crowd like that. Actually, how, how is it like to wrestle to a crowd that's a little turned down, a little off, kind of quiet when you come in? How do you kind of pick that up? I've never had an issue with that because I make people hate me before I step in the ring. Now, is it more easier to get a crowd like that, like like not like a wrestling uh, base type type crowd? Uh-huh. Is it more easier to wrestle around them or, or it, harder? To me, you have to you have to always make people feel like they're involved in the show. Okay. No matter what, even if it's like a casual fan, like a, like a mom and a dad that don't yeah. like wrestling, but their son wants yeah. to go for the first time. Right. <laughs> they feel like they're stuck there, but you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> This this gentleman's right. I will look at that mom and I will tell her that she has lust in her eyes for me. I'd be like, "You make them fans." And then afterwards, when you interact, obviously, uh, we're in a different generation now, where it's better to not be in character mm-hmm. when the show is over. So when people go up to you and they they converse with you, you know, you're either trying to sell merch or you're trying to sell pictures yeah. or both or whatever. You know, just just whatever. Uh, it's better to show them the difference. So, like, you're the husband. Hey, man. Hey, brother. Uh, uh, thank you for being such a great sport. <laughs> I appreciate it. I hope you guys had a great time and you should come back again. Right, right. Because you're because you're a showman at the end of the day. Oh, hell yeah, bro. I, and, I, and I honestly believe that there's no one better than me at what I do, bro. Like, I, I pe- a lot of people don't have that it factor when it comes to generating a reaction. Mm-hmm. The question that I thought you were going to ask me before yeah. is: It easier to be a heel or is it easier to be a face? That's what I thought you were oh, going to ask me before you went into that. That's a, that's a very good question. Yeah, but I will. Uh, it, yeah, it's that was, that it's was. easier to be you, okay? Right? Because there are some people that will that think it's it's easy to clap hands and freaking get the crowd behind you, and that's so hard to do because 
a real wrestling fan will see through you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't believe this Like, if Randy Orton started doing that, I'd be like, that's not you, bro. That's not you. Right. Why are you smiling? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. There's a certain tone that doesn't match them. We know you. Like, I always see Randy Orton as a heel. Even you, Evolution Time, I mean, it's just... It's and he was great at it, but you yeah. know what? He's one of the best baby faces, too. And he does not change his wrestling style. He wrestles he really exactly the same, the same way. He's no matter fight. what. Yeah. No matter what. He goes right. out on the ground, starts punching the ground. Boo. Because you know the RKO's coming. But guess yeah. what? Guess what? Next week is a face. Yeah. You see him bouncing yeah. on the ground. And we're like, yeah, it's coming. No. RKO's no. coming. No, there's, there's one, uh, Seth Rollins another one. That I feel like he should go back into his heel. Because I don't see him as that face. Hey, yeah, guys, I'm here to do it for you guys. When he was a part of the Shield, right? I, yeah. for, I always thought that he was the best worker of the three. Mm-hmm. When I was watch, when I was watching, that was just my opinion. Like, I've done shows with Dean Ambrose before he went to WWE. Um, How crazy he is! I heard a lot. He's of super stuff. cool dude, bro. Mad chill, bro. Like every super, super, super yeah. cool guy, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like he should be a big time heel. He reminds me of Roddy Piper, the way yeah. he talks he and the way, his, the, way the way he delivers, the way he delivers, the way he delivers, and his mannerisms, like the way he talks, the way he holds the mic. Right. So, you like, you can tell that he's like in the in the verge of just up to what they see. But like, there was like a time where, I guess the the Shield was fighting uh, Evolution and that six man mm. gimmick that was going on. Yeah. When and when back. Seth Rollins was taking it to the air, dude, he was the crowd was going berserk for him, bro. Mm. And that's the potential he has, but it has to be it has to be a natural, it has to be a natural turn. It can't be like uh, this is yeah. I just say forcing. <laughs> that's yeah. what the issue with Roman was before Roman got hurt the first time. Mm-hmm. He was super over as a baby face, bro. He People were was. cheering him. No, no, dude, trust me. He was super over as a baby face. He got hurt. They felt like they were forcing him after. Because they didn't, it, it wasn't the, it didn't happen on the fans' time. It was like, okay, now eat this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what happens, man. You got to strike when the iron's hot. It's very important in wrestling. Timing yeah. is essential. Timing is it ridiculous. Is. I feel old school wrestling had the perfect timing with everything. Stone Cold got injured. We got to move up some crowds. Kurt Angle, uh, Triple H, The Rock. Come on over. Well, you just had a gr- You had what, what was going on at that time is that you had two companies. That were trying to eliminate each other. That's true. Yeah, they have you know, competition. I mean, they were literally trying to yeah. eliminate Bischoff and, and and McMahon were literally trying to put each other out of business. Mm-hmm. So That's what fun. was happening in that WWE locker room at the time was everybody was competing with each other to be the best, and that is when magic happens. That created some everyone. of the best characters that we've yeah. seen. It created Legends. everyone. Yeah, it, I th- I feel like Attitude Era, everything Attitude Era is bigger than Hulk Hogan. At least in our yeah. generation, I if you, I feel like if you ask any middle aged yeah. man, there would be no 40, attitude 50, era yeah. though without Hogan though. No, you know no, 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 Def- yeah. definitely not. But That's Hogan rough was to also say. part of the attitude era. No, he, no, he, he definitely was, was, and when he came back, you saw that they were trying to make him something. Hollywood Hogan, and the fans weren't. He came back to be but, like to be Yoko. After that, debauch, debauchery. Oh, we're going that. We want to go that far back. <laughs> Hogan. I don't know why Hogan like, did so well being face. I guess that's who he really is. He's a fucking an asshole. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. No, I don't know either. But he did such an amazing job. We didn't. No one. No one batted an eye when he fucking turned. He when he was on the mic when they were throwing trash at him. Oh, uh, dude, was that? that's the because no one in their wildest dreams. They 
Dude, pictured Hogan so- being a heel, but when he first started, he was a heel for years. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the element of surprise. Like, for per- the, the only person that I feel could get that reaction is if Cena turned heel. That's not gonna happen ever. But it's not. But yeah. it's just. But if it did, it it's the same thing with Hogan. Right. No one saw it coming, bro. Mm-hmm. No one. It's true. And that was the beauty of it. Why? Because dirt sheets weren't telling you that it was gonna happen the day before. That's just me trying to connect everything yeah. with what we've been talking about. You know, it, you you weren't reading. Oh, rumor has it that Hogan's. Tur- no, man. Yeah, There's an it element the of surprise. Out. Yeah. Where people saw that, you saw the real reaction. People were throwing trash because mm-hmm. they believe that shit was real bro and the way that they set up that angle let's go back to timing you have two of the top names in WWE going to WCW and the angle that was projected was it's like you you know who we are and you know why we're here and because everybody thought that they were coming from Vince mm-hmm. for Vince shout, shout out shout out to Eric Bishop yeah <laughs> shout out he, 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 that was a masterpiece because you Most definitely, bro. You for me, I give you my Facebook just to go through mm-hmm. it, and you're just seeing different videos of different angles and different mm-hmm. companies. I mean, like I'm heavily invested, so that's all you see. Mm-hmm. You know, like WWE. Boom! When that happens, it's on the when you it's right on top, bro. Like right. mm-hmm. it's what it is, man. It's very important. Social media is very important, but I, I feel like it hurts wrestling a lot. Do you think it has tainted wrestling a little bit? I think I think that people should want to not know what happens yes. in the movie before it comes out. Right. I, yeah. I think it, it it's one of the elements that sort of changed wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, Elaborate. Uh, because I think kayfabe is alive and well. Why? If you see Drastic, you see Negro, you see fucking uh, uh, Dean Ambrose still IC, right? He's still champion? Yeah. If you see him walking around with the IC title, that's not Dean Ambrose. That's a champion. That is Dean, that's just Dean Ambrose walking down the street and maybe Times Square with Renee just having a good time. Mm-hmm. You know? So, the idea of keeping kayfabe alive, Vince, I'm sure, knows that like you have to, at least to some degree, mm-hmm. accept that kayfabe is alive because they have to accommodate to shenanigans of... I think Vince like, is, a big, is very guilty of making kayfabe dead because he's allowing his wrestlers... To at least have a show. To... To post pictures on social media with mm-hmm. the guys that they're feuding with on mm-hmm. social media. Yeah, and that's all we're going to tackle with. Sometimes, because Titus did get the heat for that, for having him. I, I, yeah, I, I like, mean. It's, it's, you see, that's the thing. So I feel like when, when uh, uh, Asshole McGee working for WWE is, is spilling out information onto Reddit mm-hmm. or whatever, WWE got to be on their toes. For example, with big big finishes. We all read in the dirt sheets. Oh, it was kept close to the vest. Only Vince and Arn and maybe Hayes knew about right, it. Right, right, right. So kayfabe is alive because it. I feel like my favorite part of wrestling is oh shit, he really kicked. The, he really kicked his teeth mm-hmm. out. Is that was that really his teeth? Right. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was just tic tacs. But guess what? I questioned it. It made me think. Did that just really happen? Is that person really okay? Mm-hmm. If is Finn like Finn finished the match. What's mm-hmm. wrong with his arm? There's nothing wrong with his arm. It was not a box. Fucking, was that real? Yeah, like exactly, exactly. You play it back, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, he really, he didn't do that too good. He didn't do a very good job on that one, you know. But kayfabe to me is alive and well for the sole fact that you still question: Did that really? Do I, that? I I think it's alive. Is AJ's knee I, really get caught in the table? Is it real? Really okay? <laughs> but to me, like, 
it's only alive when the wrestlers are alive. acting as if it's alive. I don't care if you guys think it's alive or if it's dead. I care if the guy that I'm working on June 17th for Pro Wrestling Magic is keeping my angle with him alive. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what that's what I care about. Mm-hmm. I care about just the the worker projecting to whoever they're f- being followed by on social media that this is going to happen. Right, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That's that's the important. You know, it it it's 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 messed up to say but well, yeah, sure. man. But it's it's the truth, man. That's the mentality you gotta be on. The rest but, is noise. You have to stay focused. This is real, and we're gonna make it as real as we can. Yeah, but it, I do agree that it's really weird watching whoever Austin Creed is mm-hmm. playing video games with like Rusev. Rusev. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. But I guess there's sort of they created a separation of sorts. <laughs> what? As far as this how man senior. Senior, no senior would. Uh, that would have never happened, never. bro. I mean, he he didn't see this coming, though. I just, Nobody saw this. No, well, no one I, saw that you can make billions of dollars in wrestling. No. What I feel is yeah, that there's a lot, there's Vince. a lot of politics backstage, it's like, and it's like I feel Vince is not really like I guess Vince is protecting a, like a little circle, and that you know like that little circle is in, in is, what in what sense, though, brother. Because in my way is that there's there's like certain wrestlers like all right go ahead you know do this right along with the, with, with the person you just had a match on Raw you know talk about like if you you know you guys are best friend like that what breaks it right there but Vince won't do that with any like big characters oh so you don't expect them to do one with Roman and Braun yeah because they're being protected as you know that separate ex- characters yeah. that cannot be friends yeah that cannot be friends I guess I see that I I, I I, look, I just, I just hate it, bro. Like, I, like to I, me, there's no justification for it. I just, I love wrestling that much mm-hmm. that I just wish that it was 100 percent businesses protected. But when, I mean, and Vince is genius for doing it. But when he said that this is sports entertainment, it is entertainment. That's when it. That's when it. Uh, that's when it went away. And mm-hmm. you know, the thing is that now with the network, the network is a brand new it. way to push go. people in different ways. Now you don't have to be in the ring wrestling anybody to get, get over. Push. You yeah. can be in in the diva's house uh, doing <laughs> what whatever. Whatever the that right. Is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the total Total yeah. yeah. I hate shows like this. I I personally hate these shows. I mean, uh, no, give me the, give me the Edge and Christian. They're retired. That's good. They keep it boring. They're funny. I love it. Uh, I, right along, I hate Total Divas. I hate Total Divas is okay. I I, I just don't want to see the perspective they, of these wrestlers. Well, the casual fan watches it, and then there are fans that aren't casual fans that watch it. So it's good because yeah. you're you're captivating a new audience. Like I said, there, there there's advantages and disadvantages mm-hmm. of it. For me personally, as the worker, as the king, right? <laughs> don't like it. I just I just wish that the business was protected more. Mm-hmm. From the dirt sheets, yeah, and and, and so forth. But people make a living doing it. I have a lot of friends that are big time in that that side of the business. But I rather as a, as a, let's say that I'm not the king of New York and I'm just uh, Jarrell Arroyo, the typical wrestling fan. I want to know what's going to happen. I want to be surprised. I feel like I and it kind of took away from from a little bit of wrestling away from me. Cause um, I remember back then, I like, like back when Evolution was around, Shawn Michaels, 
feuding with Triple H. I, I don't even remember the, if those dirt sheet was around. Even if when we have internet, they were, but not in the scale but, that they are now. Right. right. Everybody's everybody. Yeah. Everybody, 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 everybody got a scoop. Right. Yeah, plus Twitter and, and something that gets Twitter I don't plus Facebook, this. bro. And remember, like when I put a video on Facebook, I'm friends with I have like four thousand followers on Facebook, whatever the case may be. They're instantly able to see what I'm saying, right? And the yeah. second they share it or they like it, mm-hmm. everybody that they're friends with gets to see it. Yeah. That's how that's how Facebook is yeah, created. That's how quickly spreads. It's a fire. Uh, yeah, we did an angle with um with pro wrestling magic where I pretended to quit the company. Where I didn't want to. I thought be. that was real. <laughs> there you go. I did. I it thought is. that was real. That's right. Like, that's yeah. like right. Yeah. And I had everybody. So the night that I, I I went Facebook Live and I showed up to the event and I against Joey Ryan great guy good very good worker man and uh, this Shout other guy Ryan. yeah yeah facts and, and this other guy named uh, Eddie McQueen that the gimmick was is that he was gay and I wasn't gonna wrestle him because he was gay and I didn't want to be <laughs> in the ring with him bro that's wild slanderous you know what I'm saying but that's yeah. that's the type of heel that I want to be I don't want to be liked I want people to think that I don't like. You, the the oh. you know what I'm saying? Oh. I wa- th- that's that's they where the magic comes not. from. When the people <laughs> saw me show up at the show, the, the the reaction was insane, bro. It was like, wow, we got him. And you then, got me. I, this, I'm just finding this out. Like, well, hold up. That wasn't real? Right, right, right. Like, bro, you had, like, what? Right. So, I came home and I was sad that day. Right. <laughs> yeah, hilarious, bro. But yeah, man. So that's the magic. And if you could make kayfabe feel like it's still alive, you could project it to other people to believe that it's still alive. I gotta put so, that, that that sound clip. It's still real to me, dude. <laughs> because yeah, it's so it's true. so relevant. Yeah. So, so wait, like I wanna I wanna I wanna backtrack on, on, on who this guy is. Of course, we have a guest, and we're talking about WWE. God damn it! That's all right, man. What's, I mean, your, I, what's your top three, man? As far as what wrestlers, wrestlers of all time. I have a very weird list of of wrestlers. Mine too, man. Alicia Fox is number one. That's just she's <laughs> not in my that top Northern three. Star. The Northern Star, excuse me. Northern Light Suplex, best in the business. I, I have a pretty mean Northern Lights with a bridge straight through. Look at her call. Yeah, it's but, <laughs> but uh, go ahead. Top three. Uh, number one, Two Cold Scorpio. Um, when I saw him for the first time on WCW, he was Ron Simmons' mystery tag team partner. Uh, it was Clash of the Champions. I'll never forget it. It was against Tony Atlas. It was against uh, the Barbarian. For, for our listeners out there, do your do your homework. Yeah. Take a pause right there. Right, right. Do your homework. Yeah. I know what he's talking about. Nacho. I'm thinking Ron Simmons. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna Mystery go. against 28. Wait. Oh, okay, 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 I got it. I got and, it. and Cactus Jack. Nah, I'm, I'm going to go to work later on. I don't even know what he was talking about. <laughs> and he, he, this was early nine, early to mid 90s, and he did the 450 for the first time, and I got hooked. Yeah. So he was. You know, this wrestler that was revolutionary in our business Absolutely. who didn't get the credit because he mm-hmm. was black. Let's put it out there. That's mm-hmm. what it was. But this guy is was doing things. And even at this age, could still do things today that most guys can't do. So he was just a phenomenal uh, guy. And then when he went to ECW, he became two gold Scorpio. And he was the TV champion and the tag team champion at the same time with the Sandman. 
and I just thought he was great, and he just captivated me. And then uh, as far as heels go, Roddy Piper, number one heel for me of yeah. all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love Roddy Piper, bro. Roddy Piper was so racist and, <laughs> and so hated. Because he the half that, black. And, and, yeah, man. The half black. Just Good even times. way before then when he was uh, he was babyface at that time, but when he was oh, a yeah, heel... He was. He was pushing the envelope in ways that you wouldn't believe. Like the things he was saying on television, you couldn't say today. Uh, <laughs> you think him hitting Jimmy Snooker with the coconut? Right. Watch the whole segment. He was really right. He, yeah, he was real, bro. And, he, and just, like right now, I can't say anything because the PC internet world will kill me. Right. <laughs> but just watch what, what Roddy would say. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was real, and that's and you know, Jim Ross always talks about how. Guys aren't willing to take that brass ring and become that heel. That there aren't heels that are really hated anymore. And I just, if you want to know who the king of New York is, the king of New York is going to be that heel that that He's takes be it to the next heel level. That deserves. Right. Facts. Because the thing mm-hmm. is that with PC culture. I think some people are kind of scared to go that direction. Because I'm not. I, I don't care. Like well, you got to give it to them raw. Raw, Deep. yeah, lube I mean, and long. No, 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 no lube. That's the thing. That's the case. That you wanna, you wanna protect that community a little bit. Now I rather give it to them straight raw. No, you know because and people don't appreciate you for it when it's all said and done. Yes, when it's all said and done. Not like when I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? Not now. Why not? Yeah. Because that's when you. That's when it becomes valuable. Look at that man. The man that wasn't scared to tell me the truth. Right. The voice, the voice of reason, the, the El Rey himself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm just a firm believer in and being very passionate about uh, what I say. Uh, I know I, I pay attention to the. I keep my ear to the streets. I pay. <laughs> I, I'm very attentive to what the hot topics are and what's not, and I will talk about them. And I will talk about them in a way that you will not like me. I've lost friends about my beliefs in Donald Trump, like real friends that I was friends with since junior high school, high school, that we don't talk anymore because of what I was trying to create. Now, that's an opinion, though. I mean, everybody's right. entitled to their opinion. Yeah. You no. can't take that from nobody. No, you're not. We live, we live in a society where everybody is not entitled to their mm-hmm. opinion. So people want to have their opinion. They want it to be heard. But then they want us to be extremely sensitive to their opinion and their beliefs, and it it, it, it doesn't go. This guy's my spirit animal. <laughs> this is exactly what I said. We had a podcast yeah, not too yeah. long ago about right. PC culture, and I was saying how everyone has a voice, and you just have to take it. Like you just have to take, you it. take it. You just gotta take it. Yeah. You gotta take it, but go on the internet and just shit on them. Right. You gotta be like, like, oh man, you spirit animal. Man. Look, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. People are entitled to their opinion, but they're not entitled to their facts. Just because you believe one thing doesn't make it true. Right. That's simple. Right, and I and I completely concur with that. So, uh, what I'm trying to, uh, what not what I'm trying, what I am creating with this character is someone who um, is extremely opinionated, doesn't give a rat's ass, uh, and. The reaction is is real, bro. Right. Like the, when when I come out, the reaction is real, and they, you know you're gonna have the people that are gonna appreciate it because they're that older fan mm. 
that remembers Piper. Right. They remember that right, wrong. and there and that's the guys that are gonna be like, "Yo, bro, you're the best thing I've seen." Because I've had fans come up to me, "Yo, bro, you're the best thing I've seen in wrestling in the last ten years, bro." I've had that happen. Speaking of, I don't know if you're aware, but you are actually a very inspiring figure in the wrestling uh, in the indie wrestling uh, scene in New York specifically. Yeah, you are, for after sure. All this king of New York. Um, there's a lot of people trying to follow at your footsteps. I know we were we were talking about this earlier. Um, right now. There's a lot of people trying to get into the scene. You know, you've inspired them to a point that they want to finally take that initiative to take the first. Step. Wrestling's not for everybody, bro. It, it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the, and and that's what a lot of people need to understand. Is that I'm 16 in. Yeah. Get a bed, uh, bro. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, homicide's 22 in. He's he paid his dues, bro. He's young too. You know what I'm saying? Like we, so it's like, uh, it's not for everybody. And I feel like if you want to be trained, there's a difference between I want to be a wrestler because I want to tell my friends that I'm a wrestler, and then there are that those rare people who genuinely have the corazón yeah. to be in. And I feel like you should have to earn your way in. Um, but to answer that question for you, there are very, uh, there are a few very good schools um, that the king would recommend to people if they wanted to train and and get trained properly. Um, but I, I I do feel as if you you should want to do it because you you. Because you want to be a worker, not because you want to be a wrestler. There's a difference mm-hmm. to me. Um, so there are good schools. Uh, the number one school that I would recommend is not the one that I'm affiliated with, uh, but it's House of Glory. Um, they're they they're out in, they're out in Queens. Um, they're run by the amazing Red, who obviously is an innovator in in, in X division wrestling or lightweight division. Uh, he was supposed to be. In the, the Cruiserweight Classic, yes, whole nine yards. Busted his knee, bro. Was it his knee? And I think he was supposed to win the Cruiserweight Classic. Everyone is saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am hearing this everywhere. You know, so from which what... Is, which sucks. Right, which is even rougher for him, so you can yeah. only imagine what he went through, man. And, and, and uh, Red helped me out in a lot of ways. And, uh, Shout and out to Red. Life. Yeah, good guy, man. Regardless of whether we we talk as like we used to, good guy, Um uh, so his school is good, and then there's also there's the BWF, which I think is the most complete wrestling school. And then the reason why I will say that is because it ha- it's it's located within a gym, so you're going there and you have access to all these weights. And I and it took me a long time to learn that the look is more important than the work, because you have to be able to attract. You have to be attractive before they'll show you. You can show somebody what you could do. Right. You ain't good looking. You ain't with a lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. You know what I mean? But that's, but that's what it is. You're not even going to get the opportunity to show somebody what you have. So, um, I'm one of the head trainers there. Uh, Mike Drastic. Uh, Santana from the, the LAX the Impact Tag Team Champions is there uh, with Ortiz, his tag team partner. He's there sometimes. Also, uh, one half of the Evolve Tag Team Champions, Jaka, uh, he goes there. 
Um, and right now, the school's being run by uh, a guy who's going to be super hot on the indies in the next few years. He goes by the name of the Caveman. He's super over right now. He wrestles in a tag team uh, with his partner, uh, Mantequilla. You guys know what it means. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because he's as smooth as butter. They're called the Super Savages. And um, there's another guy. His name is Evander James. That He's one of the next big names to come out of uh, New York. He trains there, too. So what I like about BWF is that Darrow's Extreme Fitness, too, whichever way you want it to be said, is that you have access seven days a week. Whereas if you go to... House of Glory or another two, school you're only getting like two, two, days, two, days two days a week yeah so I, it's not that I'm chastising anybody because I don't want people to think I'm being disrespectful to that person's school or whatever the case may be I just recommended them first but to me it's better to have the opportunity to be in there as much as humanly possible of course you know then in, in, in comparison to that so to anybody who wants to get in the business, I would recommend you making sure that you want to be in the business because it's not easy and there's not a lot of money involved in the beginning. Um, and there's a lot of dues that have to be paid and you and you have to be patient. Uh, patient to bridge. You know, like uh, a few weeks ago, they were posted this stupid shit on, on Facebook about like a giraffe being born. No, yeah. Or like an eagle being born. You had your people. You, like people are gonna wait there mm-hmm. for weeks and weeks. You know what's funny? I was going watching on. that for a while on YouTube Live. <laughs> what the fuck is this? And I was yeah. watching it for like twenty yeah. minutes. Then it was a giraffe it walking around, <laughs> and then like it, it really blew up. Like the giraffe got over. Right, <laughs> huge. When the thing was actually born. But that's my whole point. I didn't see it. You had to wait for the finish. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What wrestling is you have yeah. to wait to become that finished product, mm-hmm. and you have to find yourself. And most times, you have to be willing to take that risk where people aren't willing to take risks in wrestling. And that's why most people aren't successful. I wasn't the king of New York when I first started. Well, did you have a name when you first started? Yeah, it was EC Negro. It was just regular EC Negro. When I first started, I had a mask on and everything. Yeah? It was completely different. Yeah, man. Uh, and the story is hilarious. I'll tell the story, but I don't want to get ribbed by people. So when I was... 17 uh, my sister was married at the time and she went to Mexico and she came home with this black luchador mask right so at the time you know I'm still the same height but I was about 100 pounds lighter I was like 170 I was a, I was a stick when I first started I went in the room I tried on the mask and I came out with no shirt and everybody started laughing and they told me I looked like El Culo Negro oh <laughs> Which is the black ass. Yes. <laughs> so I liked the Negro part of my name. <laughs> I and I took that L out of L and the Ulo out of Kulo. Yeah. And I became EC Negro. Negro. That's good to know. You see, we got a little lore right there. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, dope. it's pretty that stupid. Dope. That's dope. But it, it, it's dope, but it, I made it work for me. And yeah. it took a long time to make it work for me. So then... I became part of that tag team, the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, EC Negro, Casey Blade. We did well. And then I even tried, I was. I wanted to do uh, a different gimmick that I, I really wasn't into, but I tried it anyway, called the Golden Gun from Bond. Yeah. I wanted to be something different. And I just, it was a good concept. I just didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really into it then. And then when I came back, uh, Homicide was like, Negro, you got to come back. 
you know, I still believe in you. I have faith in you. And when Homicide has faith in you, it's for a reason. That guy's uh, an evil genius. He's the Derek Jeter of indie wrestling to me. Like, that's that's how I view him. I, I have very high respect for him. Um, what he's done for me and for a lot of other people on the uh, in the New York wrestling scene and, and, the just industry, the, yeah. and just the industry in general, I don't think he gets enough uh, respect. Uh-huh. But me and him came up with the concept of the King of New York together. That's good. Yeah. You speak Derek Jeter of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Go. Mount Rushmore of wrestling is Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, Shut up. And, and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but uh, I'm going to put The Rock in there. You have to. The that's Rock is a, he's a legend. That's, interesting. That's, that's, the, that's the, the four... Do I think they're the four best workers, though? No, 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 no. Yeah, ask me. My Mount, my Mount Rushmore is Hogan, Flair. You know what? I'm gonna take The Rock out and I'm gonna put Sting in. And All right. So here's I'm gonna give you one more replacement. Is that your final Mount Rushmore? Yeah, Sting is the shit, bro. I love Sting, Sting is bro. The shit. And he, I, I'm gonna take the only because. In my opinion, The Rock's run was short. He's the most popular wrestler ever, though, in the history of wrestling. Oh, yeah. He's number one, especially with what he's doing now. It's unbelievable. But he became even more popular outside of wrestling. He is what... He is a product of wrestling. He right. is what you could become if you take wrestling to the next level. The Rock is the shit. He really is. He How got himself over as a tooth fairy. And now... Am I wrong? <laughs> Did he not get himself over in real life as a tooth as a wrestler that. turned tooth fairy? Uh, <laughs> I can't only realize. to be one of the reasons people watch Fast and the Furious. These, these are what do you? What do you? Okay, not that I'm here to ask the questions, but I am going to ask. This is an open conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to to you and and to you and to you, just quickly. Don't don't dive deep in because we'll get stuck on this for like forty five minutes. But who are your Mount Rushmore's? I'm curious. Easy. Kurt Angle. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Eddie Guerrero. And your last guy. My last guy. Might as well pull a sound button. Might as well pull Carlos Colon. Might as well put put Jack Veneno. Just slide Jack Veneno in there. Jack Veneno. Wow, yeah. Okay, fine. Jack Veneno did a lot of good things. So what was the summary of it? Kurt Angle. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Jack Veneno. Eddie Guerrero. Nacho. All right, so my list will be Undertaker, um, The Rock, Damn, uh, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar in the, in the Mount uh, Rushmore. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I completely forgot, but he just triggered my mind. I'm going to add. You can't other. do that. I'm gonna add. <laughs> you sorry? I said to give you one more. But but Sting deserve to me. Sting definitely deserves to be in there for the longevity and the the. the the realness that he had to not subject himself to going to Vince. Mm. He was the only person that said, I'm no yeah. for years. I mean, he got, he, when he went eventually, you, you got to go at some point, mm-hmm. but they didn't get that sting. Let well, me finish yeah, my Mount wanna, Rushmore. Yeah. He, he got all, right, all, right, all, right, all right. All right. All right. Y'all ready for this? I don't think you guys are ready. I'm ready for that. All right. Who says Hogan, Stone Cold, and unfortunately, I don't know. I feel like the first, the last person always changes in my head. 
But <laughs> you you see, so you're talking Luthez. Obviously, I know why you're mentioning Luthez. But if we if we were gonna talk like that, I'm gonna go. I, I gotta put Bruno in there. Hey man, Bruno, you had a chance. You failed. Understand? <laughs> you failed. This guy put Brock Lesnar involved. <laughs> who were the most influential people? I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, when you're saying you're out Rushmore, you're talking about the guys that I'm talking, influenced you. I'm talking carnies to Finn Balor. I'm talking dudes kicking people, random people's asses, city to city, and then Bruno, and then blah 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 blah. blah. Because I mean, I could go Bob Backlund with that. I could, exactly. I could yeah. Deep, well, for me, for me, the Mount Rushmore to me is is the is the trajectory, the peaks of trajectory of wrestling. So the peaks of their ages, where without them, wrestling would be nowhere. Right. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Wrestling would be nowhere. I feel like Luthez made the legitimacy, turned it entertaining. And then you have the Hulk Hogan sort of transition. I'd rather put in Bruno instead of Hulk Hogan, but Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan. I'd rather put in Bruno than Luthez. But th- but but then again, that's where the arguments start to happen. No, because then this, 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 is, this, yeah. is, this is why I like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. This is why I love wrestling. I adore wrestling. Because of these arguments. These, are, no, these discussions. Right. How Luthez and Bruno, we can be here all day. We can be here all Yeah, because I'm bringing Buddy yeah. Rogers into it. I'm bringing... Oh, I'm, I'm going The original deep. nature boy. Right. I'm talking... We can talk... If you're from Texas, for example, it's all... It's all if you're from Texas, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you'll put all all the Von Eric family. Yeah. No, I will, I will put the yeah, folks before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> where, exactly. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. even I would, I, would, I would put in Dusty, but I feel like Flair did better. Dusty did more in the back. To me, both. When you, guys- I love Dust. I love Dusty. Dusty is he's talking about looks. Have you seen old school Dusty? Yeah, and you believe, <laughs> and you believe. I believe in the fucking dream. Of I believe course. that that elbow drop is that gonna. Punch it's to the it. Stomach. You're done, buddy. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Ivan Koloff, the Warriors doesn't matter. Wait, you, the done. thing about this topic is that you could go in so many different directions with it. But when people talk about the rush, the Mount Rushmore, they talk about the people who made the most money. In the wrestling business, that's what it's really. John Cena. Yeah, John Cena's <laughs> could, could I? Could I? Could I tell you something? Like when it's all said and done, he might be the greatest of all time. Yes. Um. And it's and it's rough to say, but so but, but Hogan wasn't the best wrestler, and Hogan was the man for a very mm-hmm. long time. But Hogan. But look at the time. The, again, back to timing. Look when rest when when John Cena's coming up in the age of technology. It's not his fault. Yeah. It's not his fault, but it's still timing, though. <laughs> if, if John Cena is the shit. He is. He's good on the mic. He's great on the mic. He he's good. Great. He's great in the ring. He is, to me, the rock of now. Mm-hmm. But A lot of people don't want to like accept that. higher. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, by higher, I mean in the prime. But you know what he is? He's you know, also the You man. know what I mean by the prime. Right. I'm mm-hmm. talking like... Like after after the Rock was was in corporate, like in during that time attitude era, Cena now has to me ended his prime. Now maybe last year, maybe two years ago, maybe after uh, twice in a lifetime. That that would probably yeah, be when that his was, was quote it. unquote prime ended. But to look at it and the people he wrestled and what he did and the money he fucking made and the seventeen thousand different colored shirts he Until. sold. There's, there's no denying that in the long run, people will be looking at him as, as an example, the yeah, blueprint yeah. of what needs to be done. You know? Like, 
you have to remember that whole COVID well, the was business like became it became very different of because course. of what uh, because of what Vince did and Cena was just the hardest working guy and it was the right was all about time and being at the right place at the right time yeah connecting the conversations back together you True. know what I'm saying yeah the, the timing is so important and, and Cena was just there when you had to make these make a wish you know things and you had to go touring from city to city to do radio and he never told Vince no yeah. ever he made a lot of sacrifices and that's why yeah how much time do you spend on the road uh, every weekend pretty much but my my life is 24-7 wrestling now because I, I that's the only way that I'm gonna uh, be successful. I'm either okay. always thinking about it or talking about it or training to okay. to get my body to where it uh, ultimately needs to be. You know okay. what I'm saying? Right. I, I want to backtrack on people that look up to EZ. And personally, I, 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 I joined a, a school, me and uh, my friend Jose, mm-hmm. and we just went and we didn't know what was going to happen. Right. We hit the ropes, we took a few back bumps, and I was hooked ever since yeah i stopped sure. going i started every school i had a family i got married i have a kid so now i'm back and hopefully i get to go to the bwf well you have to just take yeah. you have to take the l bro yeah. something's gotta go yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, like uh, uh, you're uh, gonna uh, sleep less you're gonna uh, be uh, a little tired at work hey, bro. Yeah. but guess I'm what i i know I'm really I, I don't know about ec i don't know how he thinks but there's never a point in like that i don't think about wrestling when I'm That's not true. when I'm not playing Overwatch yeah. or actively thinking about I'm thinking about wrestling. Right. I'm thinking about maybe a spot. I'm thinking about a gimmick. I'm thinking about something that happened in the past. I'm thinking about Raw. I'm thinking about yeah. every single thing. And when I finally joined the school, right, I took those fucking bumps. I had I had I can take I can show a picture of a huge knot I got on my head because I got a knee to the face. <laughs> right, a huge knot on my forehead, bro. I got a knee to the face. It was a botched little thing. Whatever. I'm I'm coming back. Like I love, yeah. I love it, and I want to get my ass kicked. And I personally, I love to learn, and I fully am fully aware of the fact that you're never gonna stop learning. No, mm-hmm. I can go to EC for what, 16 more years. When you're 16 years older, and guess what? God forbid I end up going. To- I'm gonna still be learning. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. still in a phase if, where if, I'm learning. If so. you end up, if you end up um, going to NXT. You're gonna be trailing on William Regal. Well, I mean, and they basically they're gonna, gonna be anything. training me all over again, exactly. yeah. their way. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the one thing, the system. Uh, this is a very key thing that I'm gonna say right now, and I, and I want to say it because I want to remember the thought. I tell this to every new worker: every school that you go to is the right way because you're learning their way. Understand that concept, right? Like, oh, uh, I was trained by by uh, Johnny Rods in Brooklyn, and he taught me how to hit the ropes this way and this way. And guess what? And Johnny Rods School, that was the right way because that's Johnny Rods School, and Johnny Rods is training you. But when you come to BWF and the Caveman and EC Negro are showing you how to run the ropes, there might be a conflict of interest between Caveman and EC Negro. Caveman also trains the House of Glory, and they run the ropes left, right, left. Whereas I teach people to run the ropes right, left, right. Interesting. Right. Uh, when in it, but their way is right, and my way is right. Because right. I'm training, because I'm showing yeah. you. This is the way I was shown. When they bump and feed, they get up. Putting their left leg, they go left. They go left around. over right. 
Me, when I train people, I train them right over right left. Right over left. The reason why I do right over left is when I properly show you how to lock up, I'm going to show you that if you did it the other way, you guys are going to collide knees and really hurt one another. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So I, I hope that you know one of the things that you were able to garner from this conversation that I am intelligent when it comes to wrestling. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about. I mean, that, that's the goal. But I'm very specific, and I'm very... I explain things properly. Like, I'm going to make you understand why it's done this way. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to question it because you're going to see it. You're going to see why it's right. I feel like when you get up right over left, you're quicker. You're right there for the bump, for the next bump. I feel like when you go left over right, you have to go around more and it takes longer. But... In their school, they teach it that way, and my and and I teach it that specific way. Where like they won't mind the guy sticking his hand out. What they get swung into the ropes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh well, there's different things. Different, different, yeah, different yeah, ways. Yeah, where me, I have to enforce that even when you hit that that corner, that when you hit it, your arms go like this, and you make me grab your arm or you hook over and swing it and throw you. If that makes sense. That does. You so let me saying? ask you: in this in this industry, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Oh man, the best advice that I that I've ever gotten was probably from people that I've never met. What? Can you elaborate? I I'm a wrestling historian. I like to listen to podcasts. I like to listen to shoot interviews. I like to listen. To, I like to gain gain information because. The worst wrestler is the ignorant wrestler, where he doesn't have the concept of, oh, I could learn something mm-hmm. new from this person, or, you know, I'm going to do things my way. I have a, a guy that I'm training that he's doing well in the indies now. Well, he's affiliated with me. I'm not training no more because he thinks his way is better. But when I watch his work, I see sloppiness. I see someone that's not complete yet. And I wouldn't put out that product. You guys are talking about... Brother over here was talking about how much he loves Overwatch. But what if they didn't put five of the characters in the game and you knew that they were in the game? Right. When you got the copy, mm-hmm. those five characters weren't in it. You'd be pissed. Right. When I took my son to get Injustice 2, he reserved the $100 copy because he wanted the DLC... He wanted the extra skins. He wanted the extra armor. He was paying for that hundred. When we went to the GameStop, they told us that we didn't reserve that one. That we reserved the $65 one. Just a regular gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I fought for him to get what he wanted. Because he wanted everything. And to me, it's important that any any person that, that gets into this business wants to learn everything. Wants to garner everything. Yo, the day that you say that you cannot learn anything else, get the fuck out, y'all. Because I'm still learning. And I could be taught by the greenest guy. I'm not ignorant. Mm -hmm. I could learn something from you, bro. Just as I know for a fact that you're going to learn from me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So So the best advice that I would give anybody is... To be open-minded um, to learning, I actually put 
I'll, I'll share it real quick. I put a status on on my Facebook. Uh, what was it yesterday or two days ago? Um, let me just read it real quick. I put, you know what grinds my gears? When someone in wrestling gives you advice and you don't take it. Not because it's wrong, but because who the person is who gives it to you. Okay? Mm, that's deep. That's how ignorant people are. They don't see or hear what is spoken. All they see is the mouth it comes out of. It's true. Right? Mm. So when wrestlers or wrestling personalities uh, learn to not mark for a person, instead mark for a concept, wrestling will be much better off. If that makes sense. It does. It makes total sense. Any, uh, all feedback is good feedback. Of course. Right. Always even, if some old, even if some old lady goes, hey, man. Me and you have heat. You should tell your mm-hmm. racist. But I, but you, but you asked me what the opinion of your match was, and you asked me to watch it, and I go out of my way to watch it, and I give you my opinion. Well, actually, facts of what I saw, right? And you don't take that advice. That's because me and you have heat. That's not because it wasn't good advice, but you're a mark for homicide, or you're a mark for whoever. If, if Dusty was still alive and Dusty was like, come here, baby, let me tell you something. <laughs> right? And gave you that advice, you'd be like, that's the best advice I've ever gotten in my life. Yeah. But yeah. since it was from the king of New York, the most hated guy in New York, we're not taking that advice. It doesn't mean anything. It's you that gave that advice. It's ignorance. You got to be open yeah. to, yeah, open to everyone. Of course. No matter. That, you can apply that to anything. Facts. Yeah, now this yeah. comes from you. You'll be surprised. Uh, a five-year-old can enlighten you. Just because they're five, you got to put them down. No, they could be knowledgeable sure. too. Always seek advice. Always seek knowledge. Always seek tutorship. Yeah, man. You you got to always be willing to learn and and always be willing to do better. And the other advice I would give is to to always be willing to take a risk. Of course, sure. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of trying something new, bro. Let me tell you yeah. something. The the definition of insanity is someone who does the same thing over and over again and expects different, different results. results. Mm-hmm. It's ignorance. Yes. Yeah, at some point in time, you got to realize and look in the mirror and say, that's not working for you. I, or for me, I was in Ring of Honor locker rooms, and I was wondering why they didn't sign me or why I didn't get picked up. And I had to look in the mirror and realize that much... My maturity wasn't there at that time. My body wasn't there at that time. Not for who I want to be anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe to some people that would have been okay. But I want to be the best. I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not into wrestling uh, because I'm a. I'm a geekazoid or I'm a yeah. freaking virgin who's looking to score <laughs> with chicks. You know what I'm saying? I'm into yeah. wrestling because I love am sport. in love. In love. With the sport, I love every aspect of it. I love to teach. I love to wrestle. I love to watch. I love to learn. You know, you, you gotta. You, you gotta. Not everybody it. has that. You gotta, you gotta have that heart. Not everybody has it. It's hard. It's about heart. It's true. So, as as a champion, right? What are the next five years looking like for you? What is the next step? Where you want the King of New York? Can I add a one, one, uh, to that question? How yeah. does it feel being a champion? Holding that goal, like that's a target at all times. Yeah, but, but that do you, are you asking me it in the in the mark way or in the real way? Because that because what he that? said is the real way, and what you said is the mark way, right? I'm a target at all times. 
Do you want to know what I, how I really feel about being yeah. a champion? Yeah. yeah, how does it really feel not as a mark? Right. Okay, so let's let's talk about the, how does it feel for Jarrell Arroyo to be mm-hmm. uh, a champion. It's it's an amazing feeling to have a company trust you. Right? So the whole thing is this is that it's not the the championship it's not it's not the championship that makes the man, it's the man that makes the championship. Mm-hmm. The title is a prop that's used to get somebody over, mm-hmm. or to at, or who you want to push as the guy. For me, um, when Pro Wrestling Magic brought me in, they brought me in as a one and done. Like their original plan was, we're just going to use him one got one time, and that was it. I got so over with the crowd. In my match, what we were talking about before about being a heel and being true to yourself, and that they were in shock and they became enamored with who I was and my character and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it went from being a one shot deal to we're going to book you to these next four shows, and then it became we're making you the champ. That's a good feeling, right? That's yeah, like that's- at my age. Right, and the amount of time that I put in, and also being known as a tag team wrestler for such a long period of time, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's it's an amazing feeling. Um, but there there are different companies that you could work for that it, that it'll mean nothing, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's deeper when when you get into wrestling. Like, oh, the guys are just putting the belt on me, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, here you go. Get in the back. Just hold on to that for yeah. <laughs> But I'm I'm truly honored and 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 my goal and my objective was to take the title and bring it to the next level. I know for a fact that I have because I've made that belt mean something, and I know because of the reaction that I get when I go out there, and at the same time, how the boys speak about the company. Everybody's trying to get into pro wrestling magic. It's not your rinky dink, mm-hmm. indie fed payday. Yeah. I just want the payday gimmick. Oh, I'm not booked on Saturday. It's how do I get in this door? And I'm the man there, bro. And I don't give a rat's ass if Cody Rhodes is on the show, yeah, or Keith Lee, who's like this huge internet darling right now. I'm the man there, dude. And like, yo, I'm I'm the best wrestler there, and that's the mentality that I have. Now, if we want to go into the other aspect of how does it feel to be. I want people to come after me because let me tell you, I'm going after you. Mm-hmm. And like when I wrestle, I hit hard. I hit real hard. And like I, you know, I make everything that I do count. Less is more. But I make sure that everything that I do counts. So it's 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 great. It's great to be the the antagonist that people want right. to hate. Mm-hmm. And the guy that people love to hate. They do love to hate me, man. I, but it, it's a it's it's a great feeling. It, it, it everybody and this relationship uh, that we created has benefited a lot. I've benefited a lot, and so has the company. It's grown since I've been the champ, in my opinion. So, so where do you uh, see cool. the King of New York in the next five years? Oof, I see, I see me having a very good run on TV um, within the next year. That's the goal. Yeah, you cooking, cooking something nice. up. Three sixty. I, I don't. I need to let the chips fall where they may and like what's meant to be will always be no matter what mm-hmm. right and I'm a firm believer in God like what's meant to be will always yeah. be 
your decisions that you make will only determine how long it takes you to get there Mm -hmm. but you're gonna get there Mm -hmm. and I feel like my destiny is to be ideally in WWE I think I think if I was in NXT as the king of New York or whatever character they created for me because there's a possibility that I I won't be that character right and I also noticed um, since I've become the king of New York that there are a lot of kings popping up everywhere yes just so funny mm-hmm. that 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 happens to to be that way. You know, well, if you're the WWE, you're not going to be the king of the beast squad, buddy. As long as Jerry Lawler is around, forever. So. Ideally, I would. Well, to, one match that I want is versus Jerry Lawler, and I know a company is trying to book that, so that that would be great. <laughs> Yo, that'd be nice. so awesome. But I would ideally like for Jerry Lawler to turn heel and manage me and make me the new king of wrestling. That's how I would book wow. me and yeah. that's wow. how I would book me. I would book Jerry Lawler as the as the 90s early 2000s Jerry Lawler. I would make him grow the goatee back. Oh, like USWA. Oh, yeah. And I would I would make you know my time is almost done but I'm making a new king of wrestling. And his name is the King of New York. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I would I mean, ideally. I'm already picturing it. How right. I look like that's, that's how like I would. Whole. I would ideally book me. You know, like you sit there and you you you, you know, this conversation is gone in a lot of ways. Usually, I don't agree to do interviews like this because it's very. We're, you know, we're we're talking about a lot of different things that I typically, as a worker, wouldn't talk about. Mm-hmm. I would only talk about it when these are covered. Right. <laughs> yeah. But. Guys are my friends, and I and I want to I want to do this for you. So I'm showing you a different perspective. Yeah. I think about wrestling all the time, bro. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> isn't it yeah. annoying? No, I love you, bro. I, <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I like, like I, you're dro- you're stuck on the fucking BQE, and you're like, but I could do a job pick instead of nah, going to. Damn, I really want a job. I really want a job for Eddie if I could. What's this one frog smash? Eddie? He's just uh, just. Daydreaming of I've been in the nah, same lot. I've been in the same lot from as Eddie Guerrero, man. See, so I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's something when I do every day. Where like even friend like something like yo, because we share Spotify accounts, and I'm sometimes yeah, listening like, to wrestling songs. And I'm like, right. yo, bro, why not stop wrestling songs for three hours? Yeah, 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 it's dope, man. I, I I appreciate you guys being yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. me as a worker, it's like that's awesome. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That people have that love and passion. Yeah, it's just for like, wrestling that, like that dream, like yo, you know what, like. I, like I was talking to friends, he was like, "Yo, stop! You know, you said yesterday to this small, just do it. You want to like, cause I was at work. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm kind of tired of working so put that, much. Put that clip in. Don't let your dreams be. Don't dreams. let your dreams yeah. be dreams. And, just do it. And, he, and I was telling him, like, yo, like I really want to get into this like wrestling scene. Like I'm really excited for this. Let us. But get, it's just the like, shit out of you for twelve hours. And, and it's yes. like, and, and I was That's I was talking to G. I was like, yo, this, my schedule is just hacked at everything. Nah, bro. Let me tell you, I'm I'm sorry for cutting you off. Like yeah. I heard I heard all your excuses yeah. already. Like as someone that that says that. He loves wrestling as much as he just explained to me. Yeah. But then through the big three-letter word in there, but yeah. right. Nah, man. Uh-huh. No matter what. Uh, look, we're we're keeping it real. I'm talking no, about. I just got into an no, argument with the with the lady downstairs about me not seeing Elijah enough because I'm in such heavy training right now. Mm-hmm. But I know in my heart that soon. It'll all be worth it. Of course. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So, you, 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 I don't care if you're married. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Right. I'm, told, I'm do t- it. Be tired. 
Yeah. Be hungry. Be a little broke. It's true. It's, you got. You got. You got. You got to go through. Yeah. Yeah. It's so road. Yeah. Like honestly, even like honestly, honestly, I will see you tomorrow. Right. Per, uh, as long as my wife is okay with it. I'm way too close. Oh, no. I'm, tomorrow, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm at tomorrow. I'm at C. I'm at CZW. I'm doing oh, Dojo okay. Wars tomorrow. Interesting. I'm wrestling Caveman tomorrow at oh. Dojo Wars. I'm defending the Pro oh. Wrestling Magic title against him. Yeah. Okay. If you were interested, shout in out to Kingman, right? right? Yeah, I have no idea. he doesn't speak English, but that's where my is that? That's in that's like close to Philly, so I'm taking a ride out there like around three, four o'clock tomorrow, shooting out there, doing that match, coming back. See you Thursday. Actually, you got a few things coming up. I know I'm June is a busy month for you. June is a very busy uh, month for me. We're gonna be in Atlantic City. What's happening then? June tenth, um, and and I'm gonna. Well, give me one second. <laughs> Let me show you jackasses something. June 10th, SWF presents Roll the Dice. And it's so funny how you wanted to book the number one guy in professional wrestling, the king of New York, EC Negro, who you know, who you know for a fact is the pro wrestling magic World Heavyweight Champion. And you know what that does? That gives me the right to walk into any company that I want and get a shot at your championship. And you know why? Because I'm the king of New York. And come June 10th and this four-way dance, it doesn't matter if it's Steve Scott. It doesn't matter if it's the House of Glory World Heavyweight Champion, Anthony Gangone, or the SWF heavyweight champion it doesn't matter because on that night june 10th at the harris pool party at midnight i'm gonna be partying with on one shoulder the swf heavyweight championship and on the other shoulder the pro wrestling magic world heavyweight championship because that's what the king is going to do I'm going to make history and become dual champion and show that I'm not only the king of New York, but I am the king of New Jersey as well. Hell, King Negro! <laughs> sorry, guys, sorry. That was awesome. That, that was, was so awesome. Yeah. Ten. When and, then, uh, and then uh, June 17th. I got <laughs> June 17th, at, um, Pro Wrestling Magic is having their biggest show of the year. Um and uh, one of the main events is Cody Rhodes uh, versus Keith Lee for the first time ever. But the real main event is, of course, the World Heavyweight Championship match. And I know for a fact that this Thursday on Facebook, that match will be announced. And once it is, the King will have a lot to say. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Yes. We appreciate you. your inside, your outsides, yeah. your Everything. your Mount Rushmore, <laughs> your <laughs> presence. I appreciate you guys, man. It was, it was nice to have uh, a conversation about wrestling um, and look at it. I, I learned in this conversation, so it just yeah. proves that I'm not. No matter who I am in this wrestling business, I'm not ignorant to yeah. learning from any of you guys. Yeah. Hence why it's very important to go into wrestling with mouth closed and ears wide open. Very good advice. Very good advice. You heard it first from the King of New York. E.C. Negro, thank you for joining us at the Tornado Idiots. It's been such a pleasure. Uh, You're very welcome, man, always. (laughs) You guys have a great...
day. Yes. Great day, great night, great, great, night, great, great life, night. great everything, every weekday of the week. Never stop learning. Never stop learning. Never. And I mean ever. Stop learning. Hail King Negro. These are Brady and Turner Idiots. Stay woke.